When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On SENZ. It's three past three here on SENZ. It is Phoenix Nation thanks to Oppo. Coming up on the show, Captain Fantastic Alex Roofer joins us. He's just signed a new three-year deal. We'll catch up with Roofs. We'll find out what the uh, the key to him scoring goals all of a sudden is. And uh, we'll talk about his all-whites recall as well. Nat Lawrence, uh, the big boss lady of the Wellington Phoenix uh, A-League Liberty team is on as well. They've got one game left for the season. They play the victory this weekend. Something on it for both teams. Victory need to win to make sure they make the playoffs. Phoenix, if they could win, can avoid the wooden spoon. Uh, so we'll talk to Natalie about that right now, though. Uh, the man they call Chiefy, Giancarlo Italiano, the number two to uh, Ufuk Tele joins us. G'day, Chiefy. How you doing, mate? Very good, Ricardo. It's been a, been a while. I haven't spoken since the World Cup. Yeah, mate. It's been a long time, actually. It's been a long time. We didn't have a lot to say, did we? Given you know we both support Italy about the World Cup, it was it was it was it was a tenuous conversation that one. Yeah, well, it's a very short one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, I've, I've got to ask you, I saw the Phoenix put out a story, uh, I think, last week, might have been the week before, that both you and uh, Chris Greenacre have uh, achieved a UEFA Pro licences, so congratulations on that. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it, it's uh, not the UEFA Pro, it's the AFC Pro, which is the under the uh, Asian Confederation. That is the it's Pro... The same, same... Yeah, sorry, it's the same equivalency. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it is the highest license in the uh, in the Asian region. Of course, that uh, you need to have that license, right, or, or or that accreditation to be able to be a head coach in the A League. Is that correct? That's right. So, the, as it stands, um, as long as you're sitting uh, on the pro license, um, you'll be qualified to sit as a as a head coach. But it is it is needed by all the head coaches. Yeah, right. You, can you see where I'm going with this conversation? Because I know there's a certain <laughs> head coach who's out of contract at the end of the season. I'm just wondering what your plans might be. Well, my my plans are. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting to find out who the uh, or whether if he's re-signed for for next year, and then. Uh, and then we just move accordingly. Mm, well, what are, I, I know that you're number two to Uffi, and you guys are tight, and you've you've done a lot of work together. But I mean, where do you want to take your coaching career? You've obviously gone and got your pro license, so you can be a head coach. Is that something you do want to do at some point? Oh, at some point. Uh, of, uh, the ambition is always when uh, you start coaching uh, is to be a head coach. Uh, I think that's uh, uh, or anyone that wants to get into the performance side, which is the the men's seniors. Um, but being realistic, uh, these opportunities are far and few. Uh, so it's more about being patient and being able to um, uh, just enjoy the ride more than anything. And then if, if the opportunity does come, that you, you grab it with, with both arms. Mm, yeah, indeed. All right, mate. Well, what, what have you learnt in that process? Because you've been in the game for a long time, right? You know, you spent time at, at other A-League clubs as well. So, I mean, how much better a coach do you think it's made you from from when you started doing these licences to now? Um, well, it's a good question. I, I think the the one thing that all the licences are provided by uh, the FFA um, 
basically uh, give you a great foundation um, uh, to to have processes in place so that you're that you're very clear on your ideas and coaching. Um, you know, from your playing style uh, to your um, to your training model to how you work on match days, uh, all the way through how you deal with the business side, which is more relevant um, uh, in, in the A-League, uh, the business of football, how you deal with agents, how you recruit, what your scouting methods are. Um, so it gives you a lot of texture in that sense. Um, it makes you think about how you, how you, um, how you want your players uh, uh, developed. Uh, and how you fuse, for example, ideas of the, the academy and how it ties into the first team. So there's quite a bit to it. Um, these courses are really good at giving you that, that platform and it's basically you have the responsibility yourself to, um, to develop it as much as you want. So it feels like it's less about actual coaching and more about structure and 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 giving you, um, I, I guess, a, a roadmap of how to get from A to B. Yeah, so I would say that the best way of, of, um, of looking at the licences is uh, the C to the A um, is a way of giving you um, a process on how to teach, um, not necessarily what to teach, but basically how you get your message across, um, how you conduct sessions. And then when you get to the pro, it's really about the, uh, the formalities, the business side, how you deal with stakeholders, how you deal with the expectations uh, of the role, media, all the things that you don't account for in the earlier process. So I think your, your assumed knowledge at the pro is that you already know the football side um, and it just tries to get you to deal with uh, all the other things that you, do, you don't think about. Look at uh, this weekend, mate. Uh, you got the Melbourne Victory team. You know very well in town. Last time uh, we played them, it didn't go so well. And you got to beat the bottom of the table if you want to be uh, host the home semi final. So, what's the message been this week for the players? Well, I think the messaging has been uh, fairly consistent, going back to um, what, what works for us um, and making sure we have uh, our structure in place in, the, in how we attack and, and how we defend. Um, they, despite them being on the bottom of the table, it's still a very tough team to be. A lot of those players that they have are a very good individual, good one-on-one, -on -one, um, and they're a very well-structured team. I think they've been very unlucky this year where they've had a lot of results uh, go against them where otherwise last year they were going for them. So we, we, we respect them um, as much as any of the other opponents in the league. In terms of uh, the yeah, the squad for this weekend, you've got uh, Oscar Zavada back, of course. He's uh, he's a massive piece for you. How how is uh, everybody else looking? Yeah, no, it's good to have Oscar back. It's great that um, uh, he you know he had his child and um, uh, he's he's raring to go. Um, it looks like this week we're pretty much close to uh, full capacity in terms of squad availability. So that's very good for for. Um, for competition, the squad is very healthy, and it just basically puts everyone on toes and making sure they're ready to fire up come game day. Yeah, exactly, which is what we want to see because there's not too too many games left, mate, to try and cement a a home semi final, right? And um, that would be massive uh, first season back in the country playing properly at home uh, to to manage to secure that. Yeah, for us, the the goal is always to make the the six. Um, whether we finish in the top four to get the home semi final would be uh, an added bonus. It's definitely something that we we are striving for because we're we're still in a really good position. 
Um, but just getting to the semis will be an outstanding, outstanding achievement, especially with our first year settled back. Yeah, 100%. I mean, have you guys, when you do your goal setting, uh, you know, you get to certain stages of the season, do you reset? Do you have those conversations either as a leadership team or as a squad? We're, we're cognizant of the fact that there's a certain target to, to reach the six, and we don't really uh, sit down and, and um, you know, reassess every couple of um, games. We just take game by game, and now that we're five to six games out, I think we, we start to, to put more of a focus on that. Um, but we, we, we do take things gradually. We don't we try not to get too far ahead of ourselves because it can serve as a bit of a distraction. On distractions, mate, uh, you, there's obviously been a few um, players who have decided on their futures for next season. Uh, and there were a lot of rumours going around. The press were reporting a few things and, you know, a lot of rumours on the fan message boards. Um you guys got ahead of that, I think, better than a lot of sporting organisations organizations do and just came out with it and just said, hey, look, this is what's happening next year. Now we can get on with this year. How did you deal with it internally and, and, and how those conversations? Well, players will always, um, uh, you know, uh, make sure that they, they, they look out for themselves and, and, and that's appropriate. Um, sometimes in this market... Um, Unfortunately, the the way it's structured, uh, um, it, it, it can be you know that because we we do so well on the park, uh, you know people find our players as valuable assets, um, and um, you know they're highly sought after. So you know I think those things are, are normal. It's no different to any other season. I think that uh, the conversations had internally within the within the group, but. Um, it's I, I kind of look at it a really good in a good way that uh, a lot of teams want our players. It's always a, that's always a bit of a compliment to the coaching staff, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> we like to take them. Um, <laughs> now, nah, but it, it means that we're 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 doing the right things. I mean, if you look at our track record with uh, the foreigners and uh, and the local players that have come through, you know, we've had a Johnny Johnny Warren medalist um, that's come through the ranks. We've had some very good foreigners come through. We've had a lot of local players, even um, players like Cam Delden who've moved overseas. Um, so for us, it's it's validation of the work that we're doing. Yeah, you're doing some very good work there, uh, Chiefy. All right, well, uh, you've got these games left, a few games left. Uh, we're hopeful for a, for a home semi-final. Um, when is it appropriate to start talking about a title? I think it'll be appropriate when we make the grand final. Uh, and up until then, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put uh, too much emphasis on it because there's still a lot of football to be played. There's a lot of variables. I think if you look at the competition, there's still, I think, ten teams still involved for the top six. Um, there's still two or three teams that are still vying for that first spot. So there's going to be a lot of movement. Um, and you know, as well as I do, momentum in sport is uh, an amazing thing. I think if we put everything together, we'll we can be very, very close um, to the top there. Um, but at the same time, uh, it means that we have to be consistent uh, and really work at what we do well. I have confidence that we can do it, uh, but at the same time, I'm also a game-by-game -game, um, sort of person. Hmm. Good stuff, Chiefy. All right, mate. Hey, listen, thanks very much for your time today, bud. Go well. Uh, yeah. Best of luck for the weekend. Hopefully we get another W, another three points against the victory. Put the old enemy away, as they say, and get a bit closer to that home semi-final.
Thanks, Ricardo. Cheers, care, mate. Mate. Yeah, you too, Giancarlo Italiano, the assistant coach of the Wellington Phoenix there with us. It is a quarter past three when we come back. We talk uh, to Natalie Lawrence, the head coach of the Liberty A-League women's team. Featuring SuperVook, lightning quick smartphone charging tech. This is Phoenix Nation on SENZ. You're on Phoenix Nation, thanks to Oppo here on SENZ and uh, the big boss lady of the Wellington Phoenix women's team, Nat Lawrence, joins us. G'day, Nat, how are you doing? Hey, how are you? Thanks I'm, for having me on again. Yeah, mate, my pleasure. Always always happy to talk footy with you, mate. And, um, of course, we're coming into the last game of the season. There's something on it for both teams against the victory at the Cakedown. Uh, it should be a cracker. Yeah, yeah, it should be. Um, it should be a great game. I was just talking to the guys in the office. I was like, we just wanted to make it really interesting and get more fans, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, must win for both teams. So um, it's a bit of an exciting game for us to end on. I, I like how you've included the marketing department and ticket sales into your thought pattern here. <laughs> of course. <laughs> one club, one club together, collaboration. Yeah. Indeed, mate. Indeed. I mean, because last weekend would have been disappointing, right? The, the team would have been up knowing that a win against Newcastle gets you out of the wooden spoon position. That didn't happen. Uh, so what did you say afterwards and how did you turn it around? Because that game against Adelaide was magnificent. Yeah, it was. It's a lot of credit to the players, to be honest. Like the after Newcastle was a real tough one to take. There was a lot of emotion. Um. But we, we spoke about, like, allowing ourselves to feel that, allowing ourselves to feel that, like, hurt or feeling a little bit sorry for ourselves, but but moving on really, really quickly. Um, and we've had games in the season where we felt that and the, the players have just been like, we want to play tomorrow, we want to play tomorrow. Well, this was the opportunity to do it. This was the opportunity where we didn't dwell on kind of what didn't necessarily work out for us against Newcastle um, and we were able to just fully focus on Adelaide. We we travelled with um, a, a larger squad, so from like a team perspective, that was great having everyone there. We were able to make changes. Um, I thought we were quite brave in our changes and showed that the quality of the squad that we had and um, even, even the players that weren't part of... Um, either the Newcastle game or the Adelaide game, they had a role and they fulfilled their role really well. So it was kind of a message of um, we've got nothing to lose but everything to gain from this game. And I thought that um, whilst it maybe wasn't our prettiest game of the season in possession, I thought that I felt like we were in control of that game against Adelaide. And, um, you know, we took our chances, which is something that we've been talking about all season. So we were we were really, really pleased. And, you know, we've reviewed the game today. We've previewed Melbourne victory today. There's a lot of recovery happening so that we can come out firing again. Well, I guess that's the other thing is how do you um, balance that, right? You know, you've got, uh, you had the the the, quali- uh, the the midweek game, which was very close to last weekend's game. You got this game. So what is that? Like three games in eight days. How are the yeah. squad looking? And are you confident you can put your best team out? Yeah, the squad are looking good. Like the, the positive part is that a lot of them have been through World Cups. A lot of been, uh, have been through the Youth World Cups, especially where it goes. It is like this. It's game, two days game and rest recovery and 
Um, being a little bit more creative with a bit of video work is really, really key. Um, so obviously as staff, we've been through that as well. So we're able to draw on our experiences for that to prepare for this. Being able to rest and utilise players throughout the three games um, is really, really helpful. And I think that, you, you know, it's like when you do um, <laughs> you, you do like a form of exercise or or anything and you get to that last 10 seconds and all of a sudden you find the energy to sprint or to really pull it out there for the last part. Um, um, this is what we're hoping. This is what we're hoping for for this game that, um, you know, we, we know it's our last game and um, everyone will kind of leave everything on the field and the squad's looking good. They're looking fit. They're looking healthy. And um, it's going to be, it's going to be hard to pick just a 16 uh, from the performances that we've seen, but we'll definitely aim to put our strongest team out. I'd, ima- I'd imagine Millie Clegg might make it. <laughs> Millie did well. Um, you know, she celebrated her first call up to the Ferns with two goals. So, um, yeah, Millie's Millie's looking pretty good. She's yeah. pretty happy. Uh, and I know and everybody's different, right? So people are different, players are different, but... We've talked earlier in the season about uh, Alyssa Wynnum and, you know, she burst onto the scene. Everybody expected great things things, and maybe that pressure got to her a bit. How have you managed Millie differently, if at all, uh, to how maybe Alyssa got handled in that first, second year? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, Alyssa's had a bit of a disjointed year and, um, you know, she would have grown a lot from kind of the things that she's faced and, you know, we're trying to help her through that as well. And this injury has come probably a, a bad time for her, but um, she knows that she's back next season. She knows that she's got a bright future. And um, it also just proves that us as coaches, us as the media, us as fans um, need to not just heap a whole pile of pressure onto these kids. Mm. Um, we've learned a lot from that. And, you know, Millie is different to Alyssa Um uh, I, I wouldn't compare them at all, but um, we I, I definitely feel like I've been pretty honest in the media about um, being patient with Millie and not putting her under this pressure. And, um, you know, I think sometimes that is taken into account and sometimes it's not, but Millie's got to where she is through um, doing what she needs to. She's She hasn't been in the team the whole season. She's worked hard. She's worked hard to get consistent and, um, you know, deserves a chance at the Ferns. And I think uh, a call up at the end of the season rather at the start of the season is probably right for her. Um, she has parents from high-performing backgrounds um, who are very, very clued up, who um, give her heaps of support. And, um, you know, I really enjoy bumping into them at games as well and just chatting about things. So, um, yeah, we were able to learn from a lot last season. And, um, yeah, Millie will – she'll do a great job at the fern. She's got a good head on her shoulders. What about yourself, Nat? I mean, uh, come Saturday afternoon, you'll have had 18 games as head coach in a a professional environment. Um, How do you think you've changed as a coach from, you know, when – uh, you got the job to to now? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, I, I think I continue to evolve. Um, I think that, you know, early on, some naive mistakes were maybe made and 
um I look now at the team and and our processes and and how the team's playing and um kind of like how how the culture is in in the squad and I'm really pleased with what we've managed to create um given the time and yeah I I know that like you know being on my pro license is is a huge thing for me um to be able to continue work on my like leadership and moving from an assistant into a head coach that's going to be that's going to be crucial and um yeah we're, we're always reviewing what we do as coaches like we do with the players so um yeah I, I feel like throughout the season um the football that I had in my mind that I wanted us to play is starting to be played and um I've been really really pleased with the progressions that we've seen um if we get off top of uh, bottom of the league this this weekend then that's kind of the the icing on the cake but you know even without that I I um I look at what this team can do given time and it could be pretty exciting be very exciting how many of that team will be in yellow and black next year do you reckon <laughs> that's a great question we currently have two signed mm. um and yeah I say know, that because there's a lot of one-year deals, obviously, not to disparage yeah. the players, but yeah, I just know yeah. there's so a lot of one-year deals. Are, Chloe and Alyssa are the only ones with two-year deals. And then, um, you know, I, I think the the club, there's a there's a core group that the club should resign. Um, and then, yeah, you've also got to look at whether the restrictions are lifted on the squad, um, whether there's budget for imports and the ability to get imports and um but yeah I think we have a really good whole group that this team could be built around for the next two or three years and I guess that that, that leads me into the million dollar question Natty uh, are, are we going to have you to talk to next season <laughs> have you had those conversations probably asking, you're probably asking the wrong wrong person <laughs> um yeah like again a little bit out of my hands um on a one-year contract currently so those kind of talks at board level are ongoing and um I have yeah made it quite clear that um I I see a bright future in this club and in this team I I think that the staff that we have are the right staff to lead it and um given more time and um you know like a stronger pre-season and keeping the nucleus of the squad together and adding some um, old heads, some more experience and some more quality. This team, if we continue on the trajectory that we are, this team can um, can achieve big things. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my messaging anyway. But whatever kind of happens, um, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure being bringing this team to to games at home and getting some getting some great results along the way, getting some frustrating ones also and um yeah just just seeing the kind of the the players um develop as players and people has been a bit of a yeah quite quite a, a pleasure to to see. Yeah, mate. Well, and it's it's always a pleasure to talk football with you, as you know, as I've said. So uh, I wish you all the best for the weekend uh, and Thank beyond you. that as well. And uh yeah, fingers crossed we get those three points and leave the Jets bottom yeah. of the pile, eh? <laughs> I know, yeah, bit of a bit of a cup final for us. So, um, yeah, but hopefully Wellington gets on a good day and we get some fans out there. The the fans that um, whenever we've had double headers and. 
the fans start to kind of flock in. We have we have our like core group, which is amazing, and then you get the fans flock in just before the men's game, and they really spur the girls on for that last 30, 30 or so minutes. So um, let's hope we get a good crowd this weekend to um, to get that over the line. Yeah, a hundred percent, man, hundred percent will go well. And like I say, best Thank of luck, you. Matt. You're on Phoenix Nation here on SENZ. Thanks to Oppo. 26 away from 4 o'clock. The skipper Alex Roof is still to come. He just co-signed a new three-year deal at the Phoenix, which will take him through till he's uh, 29. He's still only 26. Feels like he's been around forever. Uh, you know, not in a bad way, but just I didn't really, I, I thought he was older than that. There we go. Uh, having a look at this weekend's matchups, actually, uh, West Sydney Wanderers are at home to Adelaide. They're paying $1.91. Adelaide, 340 Draws 360. I don't mind some of that. Craig Goodwin at Adelaide goes great. He's probably the best player in the league. Uh, well, the best Aussie player in the league anyway. Uh, so never write Adelaide out. So I reckon there's some uh, some potential value there. Then on uh, Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff, the Phoenix take on the victory. Phoenix at 237, the victory 270, the draw 350. Get all over the Phoenix there. We lost last time in Melbourne to the victory, but they are bottom of the league for a reason. We should have too much, especially with Oscar Zavada back. Central Coast Mariners kick off at 7 against the Brisbane Raw. They should take care of that as well. They're paying $1.80, the draw at $3.60, the Raw out at $3.75. And then at quarter to 10 Saturday night, a game that really uh, I think is a lot closer than these odds suggest. $1.72 for Sydney FC, who have been rocks and diamonds, shall we say, this season. And Western United, who are the defending champions, are paying $4. $3.60 on the draw. I know Western United probably won't make the playoffs, but I think they're certainly better than $4. And uh, given the way Sydney go, I reckon that's a lot closer. So maybe one where you can find some value there in the draw at 360. And then uh, Sunday, you got, well, it's Saturday night, Sunday morning, Perth kickoff against MacArthur in Perth. $1.91 favourites against MacArthur, $3.30. Uh, Perth do seem to have sorted a few things out there. They should get that win at home, the draw at 350. And then our Sunday afternoon game, Melbourne City take on the Newcastle Jets. And you're all over Melbourne City here. If you need an anchor for the weekend, this is it. Melbourne City at $1.33. The Jets at $6.50. And the draw at $5. It is uh, 24 away from 4 o'clock. Up next, Alex Rufer joins the show. This is Phoenix Nation on SENZ. And uh, joining us now is the skipper of the Wellington Phoenix, Alex Rufer. G'day, Alex. How you doing, bud? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, been a bit of a mental week for me, but yeah, just really happy. Mate, I bet, I bet. A, a new three-year deal, which keeps you tied to the club till you're, till you're 29. I, I did a double take, mate, when I was reading up. Uh, it said you're still only 26. Feels like you've been there forever. <laughs> yeah, um, obviously came as a young lad and I'm still here. So yeah, just really proud and um, just looking forward to my best years ahead of me. Mate, what is it about the club that made you want to, you know, uh, commit for an, for another three years? To be perfectly honest, mate, I, I'm really happy here. Um, I love the club. It's a, you know, very, very family-orientated club. And, you know, for me, that's really important. Um, we've got a good group of lads. And as I said, it comes down to being happy, and I feel like I'm most happy here. 
you have had opportunities. I know. Um, I yeah. Uh, I know that your uncle told me once he had uh, he had some opportunities to go to Switzerland and in Germany and trial and things, but you decided to stay here. Um, so th- those opportunities have been there. Do you feel like the A League's at a point now uh, where you can play your best football and still be recognised here without having to go to Europe? One hundred percent. You only have to look around the league at other clubs and to see what they've been doing and how they've been producing players and selling them. So, yeah, look, for me, as I said, I am really happy here. Of course, I did want to try to go overseas, but at the end of the day, it comes down to where you think you're going to be playing your best football and and ultimately you have to make the decision as the player to where you're going to be the most happy, and I believe that's here. Now, you've signed that, that deal, so you, you're here for another three years. Um, did you did you manage to, in your new contract, Alex, put a, a goal-scoring bonus in there? Because uh, <laughs> this year you're you're on fire compared to the last couple of seasons. Yeah, look, I mean, a, a goal bonus would have been nice, eh? But no, look, to be honest, mate, at the end of the day, for me, it's not, I'm not really too worried about scoring goals. Of course, they make a difference. But for me, as long as we're winning games, that's the most important thing. Yeah, what do you, what do you think the... Uh, the change has been. Is it? Uh, is it just maybe the guys around you? Is it something uh, you've changed in your game? Is it something tactically Ufi's put in that's that's seen you hit the net twice after you own a hundred games without? I think for me, it's just taking more risks in front of goal. Obviously, my second goal was a penalty, and obviously it wasn't a game where we were down, so that didn't really affect the game too much. But for me, just taking more chances in front of goal, and um, yeah, just trying to be ruthless in front of it. Are you the uh, the designated penalty taker now for the for the Knicks, mate? Because we've had a few troubles on that front this season. Yeah, look, I mean, I'll always put my hand up. Um, obviously, Zavada was taking them before I stepped up last weekend. Um, so I'm sure he'll want them too. But look, at the end of the day, as I said, if if Zavada's confident and, and boys are confident, I have no problem with, uh, with allowing other players to, you know, to have their turn. Things have uh, really, uh, been, oh, it's been a really, I guess you would say, strong season for you. You come back from your knee injury. Like we've mentioned the scoring goals, captain of the side, but also that all-whites uh, recall as well. What did that mean to you? Oh, I mean, the world to me. Um, since I was a young boy, I, it was a goal of mine uh, to obviously play for the national team and, you know, to put on that that shirt. It's, it's a dream come true again. Obviously, I was out for four years I hadn't been involved for a long time and to be back involved just really grateful and you know hopefully there's many more to come yeah I mean that uh you you basically I think you you got your start what the, the Myanmar game when you made your debut was that under Hudson yeah so I started under Hudson um and was involved for quite a few camps with Hudson almost probably every every one and although I didn't play many minutes I was you know often in the team and um and amongst the group and then obviously Danny Hay gave me um a chance four years ago and then unfortunately just um yeah wasn't wasn't recalled which can happen and you know now i'm back in i want to stay there yeah yeah well i mean you probably offer something that we don't have a lot of right we've got a lot of guys who like to go forward in midfield but we don't have a lot of guys who can just sit and protect that back four and you probably do that better than anybody else we've got yeah look as you said i think um i am different to what we have in there and you know obviously i, I do want to play as many games as possible and i'll always put my hand up for the national team so I think the important thing is, as long as I keep um, playing my best football here, I'll give myself every opportunity to to uh, to play for the national team. Yeah, great that you've uh, you have you know said confirm you're staying. Uh, you've signed this new deal because we know there's going to be a few changes at the Knicks. Ollie's Ollie's gone, obviously Clayton and Stevie Ugarkovich look like they're going as well, uh, and we're not sure what's happening with Ufi. Um, so. 
it feels like this gives the club some solidity now. I think it's what twelve players uh, now that you've signed that are that are definitely going to be there for next season. Yeah, look, unfortunately, with obviously with players playing well and with the quality that we have at the end of the season, you're always going to lose players, and obviously, you know, potentially could lose Uffy, which unfortunately in football that's the way it happens. And obviously, we wish them all the best. Um, they're great players and they're they're great characters, so they're going to be big losses, but. You know, at the end of the day, we can't worry about, you know, what we've lost now. We have to look to the future. And, um, you know, I believe the club uh, will do well in trying to replace them. I suppose the other thing you've got to do is you've got to go, right, let's just embrace the now, right? Um, the, these guys that we just mentioned, uh, we know they're going to be here for the next two months. So let's make those two months memorable. What's uh, what's the goal from here for, for you? And, and what's the conversation's been like as a team? Look, as you said, you hit the nail on the head. Um it's about the now being present, um, not looking too far ahead. And look, as you said, those boys are leaving, but you know we know as a group and they, know, they them as individuals, they're going to give everything they can to to give their best this for the rest of the season and uh, you know hopefully go well towards the end of the year and push a push for a home final spot. So um, yeah, as I said, they're going to give their best, and that's the most important thing. I guess that's where this weekend comes in too, right? I mean, uh, last time you played Melbourne Victory was over there. Uh, and, you know, I know they're a, they're a story club with a great history, but they haven't been going great this year and you've got to beat those teams below you. You didn't do it last time. So uh, if you want a home home semi-final, uh, this is a game you have to win, right? You need three points this Saturday. 100%. Um, every game from now is, is uh, massive games, but we have to focus on this weekend and that's against Melbourne Victory, as you said. And for us, we need to win the game and get three points and just slowly keep moving up the ladder and uh, trying to catch the teams above us while, rather than worrying about the teams below us. When you look at, uh, you know, Melbourne, you look at the ladies, you see Melbourne victory down the bottom, and it's still a, a head scratcher for me, especially with Tony Popovich in, involved. How much do you pay attention to what's going on at other clubs around the league? Look, to be honest, we are pretty focused on ourselves. Um, of course, you keep an eye on the table. Um, we know where we are as a team. We know where uh, Melbourne victory are as a team. But I think the most important thing is to worry about yourself and worry about where we are, what we need to do. And that's uh, putting out good performances. And if you do that, you'll uh, give yourself the best possibility of getting uh, a good result in the weekend. As somebody who's been a you know a Phoenix fan since the start, I was at that first game against uh, Melbourne Victory um, at uh, at the Cake Tin, mate. Um, you know they've they're always a team that there's been a bit of a rivalry with. Do you have that as a player? I mean, are there certain teams that when you come up against them, you go right? This is a team I definitely want to win. I I can't lose this game because I want to beat this team so badly. Oh, every you go into every game thinking that. Um, but yeah, I agree. Melbourne Victory have always been a team that you want to beat because for many years they've been the best. And, you know, I, yes, they're down the bottom, but they are still a strong team and you can't take them lightly. So we want to win this game and we want to win every other game. So, um, yeah, of course, there are games that might mean a bit more to players personally if they've played there or had derbies in the past. But we take every game as serious as as the other teams. So, um yeah, we're, we're coming into this game uh, only wanting three points. Yeah, mate. And, uh, yeah, three points uh, go a long way to uh, hopefully securing a home semi-final. Uh, we've still got a few rounds to go, but need to collect all those points. Hey, Alex, before we let you go, mate, uh, I'd like to do a, a quick uh, uh, five shots from the penalty spot, if, if, if you like. Five quick questions to get to know you better. You, you ready for that? Hit me. All right, mate. What's uh, If I grab your phone now and uh, have a look on your Spotify playlist, mate, what's the last thing you played? Okay, the last thing I played was 
Morgan Wallen last night. Morgan Wallen, I don't know what sort of what style of music's that. It's a bit of country, um, to be honest, mate. Um, the boys are a couple of us don't mind a bit of country, so yeah, it's uh, it's a bit left field, but it's it's good music. Yeah, nice, mate. Yeah, but a bit of line dancing in the sheds after the game. <laughs> I'm not a dancer, mate, but yeah, a couple of lads get around it. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice, nice. All right. Uh, what about uh, you got a weekend off, mate? No training on the Sunday, no game on the Saturday. Uh, you get a free hit. What's your cheat meal and what's your cheat weekend look like? Okay. Um, my cheat meal would probably be well, it doesn't sound like a cheat meal, but I love seafood, mate. So I'd probably go hard on a lot of seafood. Um, the whole lot. I'm, I'm a big fan of everything. And I'd probably go fishing on the Saturday and then golf on the Sunday. What do you play off? Oh, I'm only a 20, but um, I'm more there for the banter with the lads because a couple of lads are quite good, so I'm more there for a laugh. Do you put anything on a hole? Do you get it, do you get it, do you get a shot per hole or anything like that? Yeah, so usually I get a shot per hole and um, a couple of lads are you know, in single figures, which obviously makes it tough, but I'm always there for a, for a good time. Mate, good there for a challenge. Your old man plays a bit too, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's um, probably a little bit better than me, but you know, obviously, whenever we play, it gets pretty competitive. So it always brings the best out of me. Nice, mate. Nice. Um, what about what's on the what's on the goggle box at night, mate? Have you got a, a favourite movie or a, or a Netflix series or anything that you're following? Big fan of The Last of Us and Peaky Blinders. Nice, yeah. Quality shows those, mate. Quality shows those. Hey, now it's no secret you come from a footballing family, but as a kid, was there a a player that you looked up to who you know maybe you had the poster on the wall who shoot you wanted at Christmas that type of thing? Um, I had a poster of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo um, for many years, and then. Uh, but to be fair, my biggest inspiration was actually probably my dad and my uncle. So I was very lucky that. Um, I had those two growing up. Obviously, my dad and my uncle. You can't get. Um, I, I still believe now that I, you can't get many better inspirational people in New Zealand. So I was very blessed to have them growing up. Yeah, yeah, they went all right, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they were okay. They were okay, <laughs> mate. They were okay. All right, mate. And our finally, last question for you before we let you go: uh, Who's the most famous person you've met? Uh, most famous person I've met. Ooh, that's a tough one. You can't say your uncle. Yeah, no. Mm, you've 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 got me here. Um, I mean, I've crossed paths with with Cristiano Ronaldo at the Confederations Cup. So I mean, that's I didn't really meet him, but I mean, I was close enough, so I I consider that as good enough. <laughs> did you did you get to kick him at least? No, unfortunately not, mate. I didn't get close to him because I was uh, getting splinters on the bench, but. Um, I, I, that was a pretty uh, um, amazing moment, and um, I mean, when we versed Portugal in the in the Confederations Cup, I know I wasn't playing, but just sitting there and seeing how good they were, and it was very, very inspirational and very motivational. Yeah, I bet, mate. I bet. Hey, listen, Alex, thanks very much for coming on and having a chat. Congrats on the new contract and on the recall to the All Whites as well, mate. And uh, hopefully on Sunday, I can say congrats on the three points uh, against the victory as well. Eh? Yeah, awesome, mate. Thank you very much. 
We're a couple of minutes away from four o'clock here on SENZ. This is Phoenix Nation with Ricardo. Thanks to Oppo. Big games, of course, this weekend. No TAB odds up at the moment for the Liberty A-League women's game between the Phoenix and the victory at the Caketon. But I'll tell you what is coming up, uh, and this is going to be pretty interesting, is next week there is a game between the Melbourne victory and Melbourne City. Now, this is the game that got suspended due to crowd trouble when the goalkeeper got hit in the head with a metal bucket and the crowd invaded. Um, and that got called with 69 minutes left on the clock. Now, in everywhere else, any other league in the world, generally the fans of Melbourne Victory caused this, so they would lose that game 3-0. And then they'd just call it and they'd move on. But what the A-League have decided to do is they're going to continue to play that game from the 21st minute with the same lineups um, at the score as standing. And so next Wednesday, you'll be able to tune in on Sky Sport and see 69 minutes of football, the Melbourne Derby. Is there anything more A-League than that? I don't think so. Anyway, that is Phoenix Nation for another week here on SENZ. Thanks to Oppo when we come back. The run home. And Beave is back with a, a story... A few of us, a few of our listeners didn't believe yesterday about beating Anton Leonard Brown off the stick in a golf competition yesterday. We'll get more on that, plus special guest star for the very first half hour as well. Stay tuned.